Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest along with Mike Luby Lubitz, and happy to be with you across the world on the Believe Podcast Networks. This is a thrill for us, and I caught their last show at the Hard Rock, uh, which uh, is a brilliant venue for music. Uh, it was fantastic. Big fan of the uh, group uh, Hall and & Oates, and a pleasure for us to welcome the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And uh, now uh, getting involved uh, with a tour of his own, uh, which figures to be extremely interesting and uh, very much uh, inclusive uh, of bringing the audience into the entire uh, picture. We welcome John Oates to the uh, program. Uh, John, how are you? Good to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. So thanks for having me. Uh, how's things down in uh, Fort Lauderdale? Warm. It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Uh, very favorable. Uh, and now are you spending part of your time in Colorado uh, According to your bio, I mean, uh, it was freezing there, was it not? Yeah, you know, we, uh, we we spent some time over Christmas, and we pop in and out. Um, I do love the winter in the mountains, and I, well, I love the summer too. But uh, but we, you know, we spend most of our time in Nashville these days, and uh, you know, it's it's been great, um, and uh, great for my music, and great for uh, for a lot of things because Nashville is really a city, a music city that's uh, really on, uh, happening right now. No doubt about it. And uh, tell us about this uh, tour that you have coming up, An Evening of Songs and Stories with John Oates and also featuring uh, the Nashville guitarist, right, Guthrie Trapp. Yeah, super guitarist, Guthrie Trapp. Uh, he and I have been friends for about 15 years, and we um, we just uh, we, we, we played in, on, in the recording studio. We played in, on, with various bands on tour. And he and I get together every once in a while and just sit around with two acoustic guitars. And uh, we, late 21, we got together sitting in the living room. We began to play and try, try some songs. Uh, and, you know, we both looked at each other and said, man, this is so cool. I wish we could go out and play for people just like this, exactly like this. Two guitars and, you know, no equipment, no roadies, no nothing. And uh, we put it together and uh, we did a couple shows in the Nashville area. And it went over so well. We said, come on, let's take this on the road. So that's what we do. We show up with just the two of us. It's very organic. It's very real. Tell a lot of stories, put the songs into context. And we go back into my musical life, into the early days of when I started uh, becoming a, a guitar player and a singer back when I was a little, little kid. And uh, play the songs and, and go through the uh, a kind of a, a musical journey of, of what made me, of the songs that kind of made me who I am as a musician. And uh, it takes us right up through the, uh, you know, through more of the songs that I've written recently and my solo work, as well as, as some Hall & Oates hits, but done in a, you know, kind of acoustic reimagined way. So that's, uh, that's what the show's all about. And um, people seem to really like it because they get a better understanding of who I am as a musician, as opposed to who they think I might be in the context of the partnership with Daryl Hall. Well, it was a brilliant partnership, uh, 10 number one hits and uh, songs that uh, have a lot of meaning and uh, always get people, uh, you know, uh, just kind of uh, juiced up a little bit about uh, living their day. I, I did want to ask you, uh, did you have either one of my ex-wives in mind uh, when you guys uh, came up with Maneater? <laughs> Pretty funny. No, I didn't have either either of your ex-wives. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's good. I don't know if you had a picture yeah. or what, or just uh, an image. <laughs> Because people you know, think really, that, right? I mean, you're talking directly to them uh, with a lot of your songs. 
Well, you know what? I tell the story about that, about how I came up with the idea for that song in our show. And that's one of the cool things about the show that we're doing. Nice. Um, but people actually, you know, it was inspired by a woman. But the song is actually about New York City. The Maneater is a metaphor for New York City in the 80s, you know, similar to like the Wolf of Wall Street, where everything yeah. was hyper crazy. And, and that's really what the song is really about. Um, so, you know, uh, a lot of people always say that about, oh, you know, is it about so-and-so or woman and she must have been terrible. It, it's really not. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think, I never want to write a song, you know, that, that's about, about that. Uh, but anyway, it's cool. It stands the test of time and, um, you know, you can take it any way you want. And I think that's a mark of a good song. No, I mean, there's so many great songs and, uh, you know, a big fan of many of them. Uh, as I said, uh, seen uh, the live show with uh, you and Daryl Hall uh, many times and uh, most recently at the Hard Rock. How, how did you like playing uh, at the Hard Rock in South Florida here? And, uh, you know, oh. it was it was a great show. And, uh, you know, obviously the people were extremely excited. Uh, I, I thought it was brilliant. It's a great venue. We played the Hard Rock when it was first built uh, way back when. Um, and we actually shot yeah. a music video of it well so yeah we we're very familiar with uh, south florida and i love going down south florida so uh yeah it was fun and, and in fact uh i'm going to be going back to the hard rock uh, very shortly for the u.s uh, formula one grand prix the first time in uh you know in, in south florida so uh i'm really i'm a you know i'm a, a motorhead so i'm really looking forward to seeing the formula one cars uh, down there all right, so, sounds good. I, I know you have uh, limited time, but uh, w w when you uh, caught up with Daryl Hall at, at Temple University, I, I was a drummer in some college bands, and we all thought that we were going to become big rock stars. But uh, d did you envision anything close to what you guys were able to accomplish together and, and then uh, now uh, that you're working on your own? No. Well, I could never have imagined. If someone would have told me back in the late 60s, early 70s that, you know, I'd still be doing it. I mean, I knew that some way, shape or form, I'd still be involved in music. But I never thought that, you know, our career would, you know, take take it to the heights that it did. But you know what? It's a blessing and I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, I really appreciate every every opportunity and, and, and the, the, the fact that people still care enough to want to hear the music that, and the songs that we wrote. So uh, it's really a very special thing for me. And like I said, I don't take it for granted. And, uh, you know, it's I'll keep doing it as long as the people want to hear it and as long as I can still do it. All right, we wish you the best. Uh, an evening of songs and stories with John Oates featuring Guthrie Trap. Going to be touring, and uh, you guys uh, really are going to love this, it sounds like. Uh, great. great talking to you, uh, John. Thanks so much for joining us uh, here on the program. You got it. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate right, it. Thanks a lot, John Oates. See, he was actually See, really I nice, so you, there's no way you could have done it. Like, if you tried to do the your thing and calling him out, that would have been felt sad because he was actually really nice. a disaster he was and really obviously nice. he doesn't feel like he's undeserving of being in the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> as a distant second fiddle to daryl hall and and i no longer feel see so now that was a thing we had seven minutes with this guy that yes. this was one of those timed interviews where john oates obviously a big star yes i mean this guy uh the, the statistics alone are, the are amazing best -selling probably duo even ever. in excess of this best-selling yeah. duo ever <laughs> and there's been a lot of duos a lot of great duos. 21 albums they made together and uh they, they uh grossed uh, over or they sold over 80 million records nuts Worldwide, uh, and, and you know, and that uh, it sounds like an old number, right? Like uh, you're looking at stats, uh, you know, from, from years ago. They no, started no, no. in 1972. They met at Temple University, Daryl Hall and John Oates, and uh, signed a record deal shortly after that. Now, I, I believe that Daryl Hall is one of the brilliant musical talents uh, 
of all time. I mean, pop rock genre notwithstanding, I don't think you even need to put a label on it. No, no, just and, and he demonstrates uh, how, uh, you know, and, and similar philosophy, though. I, I was happy to hear that uh, from John Oates, that, that his feeling is very much the same because you get the impression from watching live at Daryl's house that he just loves music yep. and uh, loves playing and one of the thing about things about musicians that is very different than, uh, I would say, athletes to a, some extent, and uh, even people in the media and uh, other people in uh, creative art forms, uh, musicians tend to really love each other and support each other and uh, admire each other's work, no oh, matter yeah. how different it may be. You, you don't hear a lot of musicians saying, oh, you know, that guy, he sucks. That's right? And they get up on a stage and, and they seem to be able to just uh, immediately fuse themselves together in, in perfect symmetry on songs that they've never uh, rehearsed or re anything of that nature. And, and I've seen it many, many times. Uh, I was just uh, at a show uh, last night at a place called the Funky Biscuit. Great, great musical venue in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. And I'm sure that would be probably too small for this uh, Oats thing, but a uh, perfect venue for it. And, uh, you know, I, I just went there and saw like a, a brilliant player, uh, you know, last night, Anna Popovich, who uh, is uh, a very hot looking and, uh, you know, hot playing uh, blues guitarist, you know, which uh, it, it's always great. Right? right. When the hot babe gets up on the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, and stage the there, too. and she can just slay a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so it, it's good. There are many, many uh, great musicians. But the other musicians are all very supportive of each other. Yeah. Right. If somebody else gets up on a stage here with Anna Popovich, uh, they're thinking, wow, uh, we're going to pay homage to each other's brilliance here. And uh, they it's not like a basketball team where one guy's hogging a ball or, uh, you know, you'll have LeBron pointing fingers in every direction but at himself, which uh, I don't know that he needs to point fingers at himself. But if you're going to be the guy that carries the load and you fail in certain spots, guess what? It's on you. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, no matter how much responsibility you take in proportion to what the other players uh, should be uh, divvying up. So uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I gained a new respect. I, I will never again proliferate <laughs> my theory that Oates is the Lynn Swan of uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Well, I believe that, uh, he was carried there because he was on a good team. I believe listeners are probably not privy to uh, some of the things that we've been doing for over a decade. But yes, just to peel the curtain back, Defo for years, whether it had nothing to do with music, whenever it came around Hall of Fame, Defo would love to bring up the idea that Daryl Hall deserved to be there. And John Oates oh, no doubt. possibly got there on Hall's coattails. What you don't know is how the thing, look, the fact that he said maybe he's trying to, you know, defend himself, but we didn't, we weren't being offensive. But the fact that he was like, yeah, the reason I came up with Maneater leads you to believe. There's a reason Daryl Hall and John Oates stayed together for so long. They both knew their worth, yes. and they both know they needed each other, and they w worked together well, and both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But I find interesting about the last thing you're talking about is, and yeah, we'll see bands break up, but if you notice, the great artists love working with other great artists. Like they like George yeah. Harrison and the Beatles broke up, but Harrison formed another super group and then another group and then worked with this person. Eric Clapton, I mean, yeah, Clapton's done it repeatedly. People. Like yeah. these guys love to just be together, and it's not like in basketball where they're doing it to win a championship. They do it because they don't even care if they're in a cl closet, just jamming out. Right. Like they just love playing music with other people that love playing music. I mean, think about it. does this guy need to work anymore? No, no. no does he no. need to go on a tour? No, no, no. no. I mean, he was touring with uh, Daryl Hall, which is great. So, obviously, they're, they're still on good terms. Uh, you know, Daryl Hall probably doesn't feel like he carried Oates into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, would Garfunkel 
be in the Hall of Fame if he wasn't with uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon would definitely be a yes. Hall of Famer. I mean, he's gone on to demonstrate that uh, yes. his creativity and innovation in music is in many ways unparalleled or, you know, is, you know, up there with the greatest uh, in, in those categories. And you know, Hall, I think, has distinguished himself the same way, especially with the uh, Live at Daryl's House, a fantastic television series, which I don't know if you've seen any episodes, oh, but yeah. they're great. No, 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 it's great. And I, I know their music from after they were in their prime. But again, if you go down the list, it's insane of the songs they've come up with. And Daryl Hall, what I love about that show is he doesn't just keep it to like rock. Like, he'll have hip-hop yeah. artists. He'll have EDM people. CeeLo Green, <laughs> I mean, he'll yes. have rhythm and blues guys. Yeah, everyone. And they, and they, and they want to work with him. It's not even that he he's like, cool, I don't care. They're, like, geeked up by being in Daryl Hall's house and, like, nerding out because they grew up, and to this day they still uh, respect the artist he is. But, look, it's like yeah. Pippin and Jordan. Look, Jordan probably would have been a Hall of Famer because he was. That career he had before Pippin, when he wasn't winning, was Hall of Fame worthy. But... He might not have won six titles without Pippen. Would Pippen have been a Hall of Fame without Jordan? Probably not. But again, Jordan didn't need Pippen to get over the hump. And I feel like that's a lot of the case with these duos. There's always someone that's a little stronger that probably would have got to the Hall. Would they have been an all-time best duo? Maybe not without a guy like John Oates. And and I appreciate uh, Oates for being that nice of a guy and making it hard for us to even try and be a jer- be jerks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the people might want to Google, uh, not uh, today's, but yesterday's Ion Channel show, the yeah, Defo yeah. show. That's uh, the D-E-F-O show. And we, we spent a good portion of the time weaving in and out of the theme of uh, would I have the balls or should I <laughs> to uh, continue to, uh, you know, confront uh, John Oates with our theory. Now, that we have seven minutes with this cat, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And my, my general approach to interviews is I, I'm not out to insult somebody. I'm not inviting somebody to come on a show and talk to me, and, and I, I just want to uh, skewer them. And now, there are times where there'll be a controversial figure, and, and you, you need to ask them yes. the so-called tough questions, or you really look like an asshole. Yes. And, and probably are. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes. There's nothing worse than a guy that, you know, is issuing scathing indictments every day against somebody. And, and then finally, by some circumstance, they get him on as a guest and then they kiss their ass. I mean, <laughs> it just isn't right. <laughs> well, it says you're being a total phony. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with not hurting someone's feelings. But if you strongly feel something, you should at least allude to it in some way and at least get their opinion on that topic in some form. Well, and this is one of the uh, times where, where somebody though. came on and, and I thought he, he was so sincere, John Oates. Yep, yep. And, and and such a, you know, he seemed like a very engaging and enjoyable guy. I, I would actually have been encouraged now to go see this show yeah, yeah, this where he fun. tells the stories about the songs and everything and, and clarifies that it wasn't about one of my exes, Maneater. It, it was about <laughs> New York City. That's actually interesting. I never, you would never, ever, ever think of that. And the fact that he openly says it, it's like, wow, like that's pretty freaking cool yeah. to know that that, that information's like, you, I was enlightened. I'm like, I would never have ever thought that, and I've definitely never heard of it. Like, whenever they talk about Maneater, it's always about a woman. They never claim to what woman, but it's 100% a woman or a paramour, what a partner. And yeah. the fact that he's saying New York City, it makes perfect sense. Like, New York City for sure is a Maneater. Yeah, so that's well, actually I'll eat you up, sure. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I got out of there. 
Couldn't stand exactly. it. Exactly. Even well, even and if I you're a success in New York, you're happy to get the fuck out of there a lot of the time. Like it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to leave, man. I, I I was thinking about on my walk of life yesterday. I used to walk the streets of New York City, uh, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, you're gonna do a lot of walking if you're yep. in Manhattan. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I I never really cared for it. Uh, I mean, it was kind of exciting in some ways, right? The horns beeping and the smell of the roasted chestnuts and all of this stuff, stepping over bums and bumping into people, pickpockets, uh you know, the whole deal, gypsies, but whatever was there. It's a carnival, but uh, at the same time, I, I don't know. It, it had a negative impact on uh, me physically, I, I think, New York City, with all the schmutz that was in the air. And I, I, I'm walking now uh, every day, uh, you know, on my little beach walk there uh, up and down uh, A1A in Fort Lauderdale. And, wow, what a pleasure it is, right? Even as compared to California, where you have to deal with smog and things, although uh, that, I believe, to a lesser degree. I don't know what they did to clean that up, but it's not nearly as bad. Uh, from my understanding, as it used to be. But uh, no, it would have been totally inappropriate to, uh, you know, offer any uh, form of negativity in the seven minutes that we had with John Oates. He made me feel like he did deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, yep. uh, along with Daryl Hall, because he was a significant part uh, of the thing, even if Daryl Hall seems to far eclipse any star power that John Oates possesses. But uh, I... I I thought he was a delightful guy. I mean, he seemed like a really good guy. I wish we had more time to talk. Yes. I really did. Well, no, and what, what's interesting is the fact, a lot of the time when these bands break up, they won't play the songs that made the legends, and they won't, they don't like talking about it or whatever or whatever. The fact that he says, look, I, we play Hall on songs. I talk about the stories. To me, even more underscores the fact that they were a duo, and it wasn't Hall then Oates, and yeah. they to this day are still really close and really get along well and appreciate each other and also appreciate their own uh, singular travails. That it's like, yeah, I don't think either of them thinks that. <laughs> Fifty years ago, I mean, they, they cranked up their first record deal for uh, Atlantic Records, I think it was, and uh, yeah, Atlantic Records, uh, Hall and Oates, and, and they met in college. Uh, Daryl Hall was a senior, and I think. Uh, believe it or not, John Oates was like wrestling as a freshman. He wow. was on the wrestling team. They get together, they uh, strike up, uh, you know, a, a relationship, a musical relationship, and uh, next thing you know, fifty years later, they're still doing it. Yeah, Louis, that's, amazing. that's pretty good. I mean, you can't you can't knock that. I mean, it's almost like our broadcasting career. Fifty years later, still doing it. All right. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I really thought it was about like life number two. All right. She wasn't really a man-eater, and just I unfortunately mean, for me, uh, she was a cash-eater <laughs> in the end. A bank account-eater. <laughs> I wouldn't be working today if it wasn't for that one. No, I, I have no regrets. I, I really don't. Uh, it was a wonderful time. She's a wonderful person, and, uh, you know, we've moved on. I'm already working on messing up marriage number three. I was going to say number three is already. Which was doomed from the start. <laughs> its own animal. <laughs> that should be the title of my uh, my book, Biography Doomed. From the start. Yes, that's actually of all the titles. That's it's a good one. Yeah. Most fitting. <laughs> I was thinking license to steal, but I, I don't know if I feel that way anymore. All right, uh, Luby, always a pleasure. Uh, great having John Oates on the show. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And uh, I, I think, you know, if you guys are curious to see what we do uh, with our Ion Channel show, it's on for two hours every morning on the East Coast. Yep. Streams audio and video, so you can see what Luby and I look like. Uh, we recommend that you check it out. If you're a fan of this, uh, After Hours, where we try to mix it up a little bit, uh, everything from Debbie Boone, John Oates, to, uh, you know, uh, some of the great sports figures, uh, John Feinstein, always brilliant when he comes on the show. So trying to give you a little bit of that, plus our own perspective. But uh, the, I mean, the thread throughout the show was uh, whether or not I was going to pose like this negative <laughs> question. 
to John Oates, which I thought would have been completely uh, unappropriate. Uh, it right? It's like that guy that busted in on Jimmy Calhoun. And I was pressing him about the sneaker deal or yeah, that, okay. that he was the highest paid guy in the state of in the uh, yeah. university, state university system. And how do you feel about it? I mean, it was after a game. It wasn't really an appropriate time. Like if you would lined up some one on one interview with uh, Jimmy Calhoun and said, hey, I, I have some really, you know, tough questions to pose to you. Do you mind taking them on? You know, you don't want to blind somebody like that. Right. Leslie Stahl did the same thing with Coach Kane. Yeah. Where, you know, he's holding a post-game press conference and she's with 60 Minutes and uh, all of a sudden she decided to be Mike Wallace and go, what about the million five you're getting from Nike? <laughs> like, who cares? Whatever. He's talking about some blown layup, you know, the next thing you know, he's on the spot there getting grilled by 60 Minutes. You know, it wasn't the time and place for it, right? 60 Minutes, call Coach K, say you want to do a piece. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to explore all sides of, uh, you know, his coaching tenure there. Uh, 42 years at, uh, what is it? 42, I think he's been. At uh, Duke, going out this year, maybe with a championship. Is a Cinderella story being written there, Mike Luby Lubitz? One that you may have a tough time swallowing, but nonetheless, that's how the greats do it, right? Tom Brady should have retired after Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. The likelihood of repeating was, uh, you know, not necessarily Hell. slim and none, but uh, wasn't all that strong. People don't do it in the NFL. Teams don't do it. No, no. They don't repeat. They so, don't. anyway. Uh, before we keep repeating ourselves about this thing with uh, John Oates, it was a pleasure having him on. Thanks again. That was Thank great. you so much uh, for uh, downloading and listening to our Believe podcast here. Uh, from Mike Luby Lubitz, Jeff DeForest, uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next week as we leave you with the uh, very common and pertinent thought that you got to believe. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.